Good morning. I want to welcome everyone to Game Changers Devotional. We're certainly happy to have you here. If it's your first time joining, we're excited you're here. We don't think anybody shows up on this call by accident, and uh, we are uh, hoping that you will make this a part of your uh, week each and every week. Uh, I want to ask everybody, if they will, um, if they don't mind, to go ahead and mute your phones uh, just so we can go through with less distractions through the call. If you are not receiving our reminder text that we send out each week, uh, the uh, if you will uh, get in touch with me at 318-613-4410. Once again, that's 318-613-4410. I can put you on that text reminder that goes out on Tuesday evenings and uh, make sure that you uh, you know have something to remind you each week. Or I know some people set it up on their calendars, but well. Um, once again, good morning, everyone. Glad you're here. And uh, I'll be leading the devotional <clears throat> this morning. And I want to ask you this question. What will 2021 look like for you? You know, um, right now, <clears throat> I, I was coming home last night, and, and somebody had taken in our neighborhood an old toilet, painted it black, and put gold around it, and put down uh, 2020's trophy, uh, a little sign in front that said that. So people... You know, uh, people have just gotten really um, stressed and, and stretched out with 2020. But we have talked about before that even in the middle of all this, there's been a lot of good things. But what will 2021 look like for you? Are you going to be focused on the right things? Are you going to be striving to make a uh, at a point uh, where that you, you're trying to be just better than your friends financially? Uh, you know, in life, we start comparing ourselves to others based on our bank accounts, what we drive, the neighborhoods we live in, or if our job has a certain type of status, you're probably going to end up with 2021 being a big disappointment for you. Um, you know, we tend many times to use work as a way for us to compare ourselves to each other, you know, uh, whether it be the status that our job has or, you know, uh, how well we do compare to, you know, somebody else that we work with. And I've had countless friends that say, I don't want to be the best I can be at work or the worst. I just want to hang out in the middle. Uh, And, you know, when you think about that, that's sad. It means that they're just doing enough to get by. So I think, uh, you know, a good question we have to ask ourselves is, is our work, is it a blessing or is it a curse for us? Uh, And what does God think about your work? You know, the Bible talks about our attitude towards work and everything else we do. And Paul wrote in Colossians 3.23, Whatever you do, do it wholeheartedly as though you are working for the real master and not merely for humans. Uh, someone once said that um, the way we do our work is as important as, the, you know, the work we do. But some people say, does it really matter? Does it really matter to God? If we take the Bible seriously... It does, because when we look at what Colossians 3.23 says, it reminds us of that. Um, You know, as a Christian at work, I understand we get a paycheck for doing our job. Um, But I want to suggest to you that our jobs are also a tool for us as Christians so that we can fulfill our calling to glorify God in all we do, which includes going to work Monday through Friday. Um, You know, therefore, if if someone's a, a... Christian lawyer, you know, they need to be out there uh, practicing the law to the glory of God. You know, if you're a teacher, you need to be teaching. Uh, you need to be teaching to the glory of God. You know, if you're a student, I know we have some students that are on this call uh, every once in a while. You know, if you're a student, 
you should be, you know, learning and studying to the glory of God. You know, there's people on here that are at home right now, they're homemakers. Uh, you know, if you're a homemaker at home, the labors you do at home, you need to do those to the glory of God. I found an interesting thing that I was unaware of, but as I was preparing for this Bible study, um, I realized uh, after reading something that J.S. Bach, John Sebastian Bach, wrote music to the glory of God. And on every piece of music he composed, he wrote three small initials, S-D-G, which stood for Sole Deo Gloria, to the glory of God alone. He wrote his music to the glory of God. And that's the reason that he put those three initials on there, S-D-G. And so, you know, even in that, uh, it was a minor thing, but people, I mean, now people look back and said, you know, he, he was doing that for the glory of God. You know, are we putting anything on our work each and every day uh, that says that we're doing it for the glory of God? You know, we have to remember as a follower of Christ, work is a part of our mission field, you know, uh, as a result of how we, we do our work is every bit as important as the work itself and choosing to be as Christ uh, like as we can in our work is one of the primary ways we can live on discipleship. Think about it. You spend more time at work than just about any place else in life. And you have a lot of influence many times around the people that, that you work with. The world can tempt us not to follow Christ. I heard this story uh, about a gentleman. His name was Dante. And there was an opening for a position of production manager where he worked. Uh, many of the people thought that Dante didn't have a chance to get that job. And of the three final interviews, he was looked at as the weakest one. Each interview was held with the superintendent and the owner of the factory. Uh, the last question of the interview was, we have a huge contract that stretches us to the max. I need someone that is willing to alter the numbers so our production looks better than it really is. If, uh, if you get this job, are you willing to do that? Uh, and if you do that, you're definitely in the running for the, this position. The first candidate, without hesitation, said, whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. The second candidate, when posed with the final question, hesitated for just a second, but gave in and said that he would do whatever it was, uh, you know, he need, was needed to do in order to do that. He was willing to do it. Then later in the day was Dante's interview. He did well in this interview, but when he was asked that question, he began to squirm in thoughts of how much that the position would uh, change his life and his family's life. The superintendent and the business owner saw that, that he was wrestling with this, and so it was late in the day, and they told him uh, that he needed to go home and think about it, uh, what he wanted to do, and come back the next morning and let them know if he was willing to do this. So that night, Dante went home, and he talked to his wife, and uh, he prayed about it. And before he left the next morning, uh, his wife told him that he needed to do what he felt like God was calling him to do. And it would be okay, um, you know, whatever he decided. So he came into the interview that morning, and he found himself sitting there before the two men, and they plotted that question to him once again. He told them that the position could mean so much to his family, uh, and he would do whatever he could to increase production. But as a Christian... He would not lie just to make the numbers look better. Those two men looked at each other in disbelief that he was sitting there before them knowing that this position could be such a life-changing event for him and his family. Then to Dante's surprise, they explained that he was getting the job because he was not willing to compromise his beliefs 
just to get that job. You know, a lot of times we're faced with things like that in the workplace uh, that, you know, we, we have to make some decisions uh, whether we're going to do something that Christ liked or we're going to do something that's a little edgy. And I urge you to be like Dante, uh, to, to, you know, not give in. Uh, just because, you know, life can be a little bit better, don't sell out to not being Christ-like just to, you know, chase a dollar or you feel like that it would give you a little better status or position. Um, I think that, that if you go back and you look in Ephesians 6, 7, and 8, Paul wrote there basically the same thing as in Colossians. It says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one, of, uh, each one for whatever good they do. So when it comes down to it, we have to remember that God's our ultimate boss, and uh, the work that we do is always the work that we do for the Lord, and it's not really for a supervisor. Now, don't take that wrong. I'm not saying be disrespectful to your supervisor, but I have rarely heard any supervisor complain about someone who does their job in a Christ-like manner. Um, and, and so I, I think that you just need to remember that, that uh, the opportunity is going to be there for you, and sometimes it may not be comfortable to do things in a Christ-like manner for you. But I think in the end, it will work out for you. You know, do you see your workplace as holy ground? You know, have you like Christ in a quiet room where you've had your quiet time and your devotional, and have you, you know, told Christ, hey, man, I'll be back later? You know, have you left him at church on Sunday morning at the front doors and just tell him, I'll be back? For the Christian, we can't have a division between secular and sacred areas of our life. Uh, all of life of the believer, including our work, is to be given over to God. So are you willing to accept Christ's mission for your work? The pattern uh, of our uh, work life must be Christ's life. So what's success for you? I can assure you that if, um, if you let the world define success for you, you will die trying to be successful in the world's eyes. Now, today is December the 2nd, 2020. We are 30 days away from January the 1st of 2021. And we have a choice to make. And I challenge you, and I'm challenging myself, uh, to reflect on you know, where I fall short day in and day out at work, uh, just in, in the community. Where do I fall short? Where am I not representing Christ the way that I should. And then I'm going to challenge you to commit uh, what you're going to do every day and, uh, and everything that you do, that you do it for the glory of God alone. Just think, if everyone on this call will commit to doing that, think about what game changers we will be, how we can start changing our workplace, our community, and our nation. Now, I know that some people say, well, even if I change, I don't think it's going to make a difference. Well, if everybody has that attitude, we won't make a difference. Uh, but it will take the first step from you. How will you change in order to uh, make 2021 uh, a year that represents Christ in your workplace, in your community, and anywhere else you are? Bill, thank you so much for this day. Uh, I just thank you for, for all that you've done uh, for us, dear God, for sending your son to die on the cross that, that we could have eternal life, dear God. And, and I just pray that you forgive me. I know I fall way short sometimes, dear God, uh, in you know, the things that I do and, and how I represent you. But I just pray that, 
that you would always give me the courage and people on this call the courage to be what you would like us to be at work, dear God. Uh, I just pray that you would be the ones that that are um, part of this call. Some of them are not here this morning, dear God, but they're dealing with family stuff. Uh, they're dealing with illness. Dear God, I'll let those people up to you. Uh, you know which ones they are, dear God. Uh, I know that there are people out there that uh, this time of the year is a big struggle for them, dear God. I just pray that you give those peace about this time of the year. Uh, dear God, I thank you for what this call means to me. Thank you for what each and every one of these people on the call means to me. And I just pray that you would go with them through their week and, and help them to reflect inwardly and help me reflect inwardly on what we need to do to be better. Uh, I lift them up to you, and I pray that you would keep us all safe and that you would bring us all safely back next week. These things ask in your name.